This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Stay tuned for Chai Time. Founded in 2013, Black Lives Matter is a global organization whose mission is simple, to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to end the violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. By countering acts of violence, Black Lives Matter creates the opportunity for imagination and innovation and an improved quality of life for all. Want to really make a difference today? You can start with a generous donation and then learn more about the many other ways you can help. Visit blacklivesmatter.com. That's blacklivesmatter.com. Namaskar. This is KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. I am Pranjali and you're listening to Chai Time. Every Sunday, I bring you the most shining gems from various disciplines, art, literature, science, technology, nonprofits, entertainment, and sports. This show initially started as a motivation for my students at Stanford University and later UC Berkeley. But now, thanks to you, our listeners, it is all over the globe. And today is an exceptional day in the history of Chai Time and my life because we welcome the shiniest and the brightest of all, Padma Vibhushan, Dr. Raghunath Mashilkar. He inspired me when I was a student and keeps motivating millions of us even today with his work, ideas, presence, and the most genuine smile of all. Please join me in welcoming Padma Vibhushan, Dr. Raghunath Mashilkarji to our Stanford studio. Namaskar, sir. Namaskar. Welcome to the show. Namaskar. Namaskar. It's such a honor, such a pleasure, such a privilege uh, to talk to you, Pandiri, on this fantastic forum. Honor <laughs> is all ours, sir. And I did not sleep all night yesterday, just <laughs> in anticipation of this conversation. <laughs> Having you on my show at KZSU Stanford is an honor and a privilege. And to tell you the least, I am starstruck, overjoyed and overwhelmed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and dear listeners, it is impossible to pen Dr. Mashilkar's outstanding life and achievements in a paragraph. I'll give you a small glimpse of his extraordinary journey and then we'll talk to him. Padma Vibhushan Dr. Raghunath Mashilkarji is one of India's most eminent scientists. He is known for his contribution to India's National Chemical Laboratory and Council of Scientific and Industrial Research. He is recognized for his world-class scientific research transformative leadership in science and innovation institutions, and pioneering movements in inclusive innovation based on Gandhian engineering. He has been honored with three of India's highest civilian awards, namely Padma Shri, Padma Bhushan, and Padma Vibhushan, with key positions in organizations like CSIR and the Global Research Alliance. He has played a crucial role in shaping India's science, technology, and innovation policies. Dr. Mashilkar is a tireless champion of a culture of innovation and balanced intellectual property rights. He played a significant role in challenging U.S. patents on turmeric's wound healing use and basmati rice, leading to transformative cases, the protection of India's traditional knowledge. Welcome again, sir. Thank you. I thank <clears throat> my stars and Garze Marathi Global founder and president Anand Ganuji Founder and Director Sandeep Padheji, Sri Dinanath Kholkarji, and the entire team of GMC for this opportunity. And I want to start with the GMC Excellence Summit. What a success it was. Congratulations to everyone. 
And uh, sir, you were main advisor, mentor and guide from the very beginning for them. So uh, coming here to their summit and seeing them work so hard and actively, what was your experience and what are your insights moving back to the yes. future? It was uh, an amazing summit, I would say. Yes. You can imagine 500 uh, uh, participants uh, with diversity of backgrounds, achievements, joining in uh, in this particular festival. Of course, it was focused on entrepreneurship, yes. technology, investment, building up the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, in India, you know, we have Saraswati as a uh, goddess of learning yes. and Lakshmi as a goddess of wealth. Yes. Connecting the two, <laughs> this particular region, Bay Area, has done it the best. And the meeting was all about how do we make it happen? Yes. How do we move from ideas to impact? How do we make sort of a difference? Yes. So I think in short, it was yeah. a fantastic experience. It, and when Anand Gano asked me, mm -hmm. uh, sir, uh, how did it go? I said, I'll give it 11 out of 10. Very nice. He must be so pleased. Yeah. And the best part is that it just didn't end there. Now I'm part of that forum and I see them talking constantly about ideas and collaborating. And that's what it is all about, right? That it is not just a summit, but you take it forward. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why in my speech I said, they're not an event. There's a movement. Beginning very of a nice. movement. Very true. You chose this occasion. You graced this occasion with uh, uh, your book launch yeah and i'm talking about experiment exponential improvement through converging parallels your book with harsh yeah. Ratka, right yeah. yes um first of all i want to know about the term improvement mm. so if you could explain it to my yes. listeners yes <laughs> experiment uh, is a word you will not find in dictionary yes. or if you google I know. It will show some red and blind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, experiment is uh, the exponential improvement, which means not 10%, but 10 times. 10 times. So as to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the subtitle is important. Yes. It says converging the parallels. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know that parallel lines meet only at infinity. That means they don't meet. Yes. yes. Actually. So... How do you make that impossible possible? Mm -hmm. It means that you have to think in terms of connecting the unobvious. Because parallel means there is no connection between the two. Yes. Isn't yes, it? Yes. All right. Now, we demonstrate in the book that uh, connecting the unobvious is far more powerful than connecting the obvious. So true. Okay? Yes. And there are several examples that we gave. Uh, one of the common examples which people are familiar with is the following. We know about Ford yes. car company, mm -hmm. great car company. We yes. know about great Henry Ford, yes. a great inspiration as a matter of fact. And when he started manufacturing cars, they were extremely expensive. Okay. Then one day he visited Animal Slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. And he found that there was this meat packaging that was done and when animal parts were being cut, mm. etc. He found that the workers did not go to the parts. The parts went to the worker and he was where he was. So that is 
and oh. assembly line approach. Okay, okay, so yes. he said if that can be used in mm -hmm. animal slaughterhouse, why can't I do it uh, for cars? And he introduced assembly line approach and the prices dropped by a factor of 10. That is how it became people's car. Okay, okay. Now yeah. I can ask you what is the commonality uh, or connection between car manufacturing and animal slaughterhouse. At first sight, you say nothing, but they were parallel lines, right? Yes, but he yes, converted. Right. So mind is very funny, it can connect the unconnected. So the book is full of ideas. Uh -huh. You know, for example, we know Formula One car race and yes. so on, and the car breaks down. Yeah. And as you can see, it is reassembled within a few seconds. Mm -hmm. So looking at the way they do it, actually, somebody who was manufacturing toothpaste started using some of those techniques. And you can see the magic uh, that uh, sort of happens. Yes. There are examples, like there is nothing between, let's say, a football team and a microprocessor. Yes. Okay. And uh, they saw the, the way the microprocessor worked, and the football team, which was at the bottom of the league, came at the top by using those methods. Completely unconnected. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's say a termite mm -hmm. and uh, building construction mm -hmm. has nothing to do with each other. But the way the termite build their homes, yeah. basically, it's amazing the circulation patterns, etc., that they take into account yeah. while building it, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, somebody in Africa used that uh, to build, uh, uh, so, I mean, construct buildings, uh, you uh -huh. know, which will have such powerful circulation. Yes. So, I think the main point is really uh, connecting. How did the book come about? I must have a word about my co-author. I'm 81 and yes. he's 39. Wow. So, really? so, so okay. he's less but I've learned so much from him. <laughs> I uh, was uh, uh, or am mm -hmm. Sir Louis Matheson District Professor at Monash University in Australia, yes. you know, one of the yes, top yes. five universities. Sure, yeah. And every April I go there and I give uh, three public lectures uh -huh. besides having other intellectual interactions. And one of the public lectures that I would be giving was serendipity. Yes. Serendipity is an accidental breakthrough. Mm -hmm. yeah. And number of great things have happened because of accidents, like Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin by accident. Yes. And there are Nobel Prizes which people have won because of accident. So while I was looking at that, I started giving a funny lecture, organized serendipity. Now, you can't, um, serendipity is an accident, you can't yeah. organize. Yeah. But I showed how you can create systems by which there will be uh, connections of uh, uh, unusual uh, ideas from seemingly unconnected thing and what you can do, you know. Yes, yes. So, I was at that and uh, as far as Harsh was concerned, mm -hmm. uh, he's a fantastic innovator. He had done formal training in innovation, mm -hmm. enterprise and so on so from Imperial College. And he had these brilliant ideas, which are also somewhat parallel. And we got together, uh, again by accident, I would say, because there was nothing common between our... Uh, sort of yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, we came out with this book. I'm very happy the book is doing very well. Yes. April uh, 2023, it was launched. That wow. was just three months ago. Yes. But I'm very happy to say it is already in the third print. So, yeah, that is so, amazing. Yes. Yeah, this is amazing. Yes. So people are like it. I think we require disruptive, game-changing innovation, mm -hmm. and we require different ways of doing it. And experiment is one way. 
Very nice. And you were talking about all the examples, but I was very touched by the story where you draw parallels between how the basics of popsicles, yeah. the way it melts, mm. and then it can help solve global warming problems. Yeah. And the story of Chewang Norfell, that mm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you explain that to our listeners? Yeah, yeah. No, no. This, uh, uh, you know, what happens is that when water freezes, yeah. Basically, uh-huh. uh, you, you, that uh, is preserved, as a matter of fact, yes. uh, during summer and other times, and that becomes the source of water. Basically, yeah. you know that was the observation, yes. Yes. and based on that, uh, uh, actually, we have drawn the parallel and shown how that can solve uh, our uh, sort of. Uh, uh, problems with uh, the un- unlikely connection between yeah obstacles. because it melts it gives us water but because of global warming it's yeah. untimely right yes. when we don't need it it's yeah. happening yes. and when we need it it's not there yeah yeah that's right so yeah. no this is great and these examples i think uh, so easy to understand and that just makes because see most of the time people are like science is such a big deal but all these little things matter yes and yes. you so this drawing parallels is yeah yeah, yeah. It is again the power of observation analysis and then synthesis yeah. you know we must uh, uh, tell our children how to observe yes things. that's yeah. very very important you yeah know? because i was going to ask you like how do you think we can build this improvement mindset? mindset? But you you think, yeah, observing and... Uh, yes, observation, analysis and synthesis. Yes. And uh, therefore, as you know, in problem solving, uh-huh. we always require critical thinking, creativity, uh, etc. Yes, uh, or yes. analytical uh, sort of thinking and so on and so forth. So on that particular backdrop, you have to raise it to the next level. Yes. So as to say, because... Mm-hmm. Then it is not obvious linearity, it is a non-linearity. Yes. We are moving in a different way. Mm-hmm. In fact, I am very fond of non-linearity. In fact, the book before this, uh-huh. let me say a few words about it. Sure, sure. Because yes. again, uh, there is the issue of exponential there. Hmm. Uh, the book is titled as Leapfrogging to Pole Vaulting. Leapfrogging. Okay. Pole Vaulting, mm-hmm. Creating a Radical Yet Sustainable Transformation. This book was published in 2019 mm-hmm. and the way that year itself it got the best business book of the year award. Okay. Yes. And uh, 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 it is not the number of copies it sold, which has been a bestseller also, but the number of ideas from that that were picked up. You might ask me how did this idea of leapfrogging to pole vaulting yeah. uh, sort of came. See, I've been uh, on the board of Reliance uh, 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 industries for almost 17 years but I've been also chairman of the Reliance Innovation Council mm-hmm. yes. and we had great people yeah. like uh, John Merillion, the Nobel laureate, Bob Grubbs mm-hmm. from Caltech, the Nobel laureate, George yes. Weissel from Harvard, Yes, uh, you know the highest cited scientist in the world but market cap close to 30 million dollars. We had the great thought leader C.K. Pranlad as a member Bidasaltin and so on. Uh, Mukesh Ambani, <laughs> you know, is an outstanding leader. And as you can see, his company from nothing has grown to $250 billion, moving to almost half a trillion now. Yes. And they started with nothing. nothing. You know, his father mm-hmm. was a 
um, I mean, they started selling saris and yeah, from there, you know the story. Yeah. Very humble business. So, so I and uh, Mukesh once uh, we were talking and Mukesh said, Doc, we must uh, defrock on something. <laughs> so I said, Mukesh, do you know why the cog leaks? <laughs> so he said, no. I said, he leaves <laughs> because he's afraid of the predators and he jumps a few feet. Yes. And again a few feet. Do you want to jump a few feet being afraid of your competitors? Mm -hmm. Or do you pole vault? The size of the pole is the size of your aspirations. Yes. He loved it. And we created a leadership group. It was called Beyonders. 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 Beyonders means people who are able to go beyond the rims of possibility. So it was always giving them a charter of making impossible possible. Yes. So as to say, pole vault. Yes. Okay. And uh, it is amazing effect. For example, you might ask, did they pole vault? They did. Did they? Yeah. For example, telecom. If mm -hmm. you look at uh, India, in two thousand seventeen February, was one fifty six among two thirty one nations in mobile data consumption. Mm -hmm. That means almost at the bottom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then, Jio came. Jio is the yeah. telecom arm of uh, Reliance. Mm -hmm. And within one year, they jumped from 156 uh, to not 100 leapfrog, but pole vault to number one. Wow. Amazing. And there also, it was a transformation. Remember the title of my book, Leapfrogging to Pole Vaulting, Creating Radical Yet Sustainable Transformation. Yes. So what is the sustainable transformation they did? The uh, uh, data mm -hmm. was very expensive for, uh, and they brought it down to 4 rupees per GP. Yes. 80 rupees is a dollar, 4 rupees. Mm -hmm. And voice, they made it free. So they were yes. the fastest to get uh, half a billion customers, yes. fastest, and they have the benefit of uh, sort of this. So the digital transformation that you see in India, mm -hmm. uh, which I might uh, want to refer to a little later, actually was made possible because of such affordability, because the access, I always say, if yes, you give the, the do key. the magic yes. of access equality mm -hmm. despite income inequality, yeah, yeah. you can change the world, inclusion. All right, so that nobody is left behind. Yeah, so. and there is no divide, and right? No, because no now divide. we talk about digital India, yeah. but why is it? Because everyone has access. Yes, so, everybody so has right. access. Yes. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. I remember when I came back from uh, UK uh -huh. in 1976. Yes. Uh, to get the first landline uh -huh. took me six years. Uh, yeah. Now it doesn't take six seconds. I know. You you, you yes, understand yes, that exactly. yeah, sort yeah. of transformation. So. This exponential part hmm. is something I'm very keen uh, on. That gets reflected in both the books, uh, the leapfrogging to pole vaulting, yes. as well as experiment. This book too, yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, talking about leapfrogging to pole vaulting, I want to take you back when you were a little child and once you got 97 out of 100 in mathematics, <laughs> <laughs> you were happy. That, okay, fine, yeah. I have done good. But your mother, she inspired you and she said, why 97 and why not 100, yeah. right? And that's how the journey started. Yeah, yeah that is true. I uh, was born in a very poor family. 
in a village called Mashil. <laughs> and my father died, uh, unfortunately, when I was six. And my mother <laughs> uh, came to Mumbai in search of a job. <laughs> uh, she did not go to school. She could barely write. So options for her were very limited. And she did all sorts of work, stitching, this, that, and the other. And two meals a day was a challenge, many times. I've gone hungry many a night. I walked barefoot until I was 12. I studied under street light and uh, so on. And then uh, it was uh, uh, basically a Tata scholarship of 60 rupees per month, which allowed me to study. I had stood 11th among 135,000 students <laughs> at the secondary school certificate exam. Uh, and without uh, even proper means. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, means, absolutely. But my mother had a great influence since you asked for that. <laughs> uh, and two stories I will tell you about her. Yes. The first is uh, that, yes, as you rightly said, I used to get 100 out of 100, occasionally 97. 97. <laughs> uh, so she would make me sit and I would be looking at the 97. She would be looking at the three marks that I lost. <laughs> tell me, where did you lose them? Yes. Later on, you know, uh, we, we had a big struggle and uh, uh, she used to go in search of a job every day practically. So once she had gone to search, uh, get a job in uh, uh, to a place called Congress House near Prathana Samaj in Girga, <laughs> she stood in the queue and when her turn came, uh, she was turned down. Why? Because... Uh, the person who was uh, in charge of giving jobs asked her, uh, are you third standard pass? And she could have lied, but yes. she didn't lie. She said, no, I'm not third standard because she had never gone to school. Mm -hmm. She said, no, you can't get the job. And while she was coming back, she said to herself, why am I insulted today? It is because I don't have education. Yes. Now, my life is done, but my son is still there. Uh, what I will do is that make sure that he gets uh, the highest education. I don't know what degree the, is the highest. Yes. So what happened was that after I became, uh, at, at my field was chemical engineering, I yes. became uh, a holder of bachelor degree in chemical engineering, became mm -hmm. eng, and I had sought jobs and I even got one. And uh, she said, no, I found there is something called PhD. You must do that. Oh, okay. Then I did PhD. <laughs> when I did PhD, I said, now it is over. She had asked people and found out there is a postdoctoral reason. She said, you must do postdoctoral. <laughs> like that. Anyway, yeah. so that is how I climbed on the in the education space. And then, as you know, when you do well, uh, universities uh, sort of give you honorary doctorates. Yes. Uh, as a, as a thing. So... I had got my 25th honorary doctorate at a point in time. I got honorary doctorate from uh, many places, yes. Wisconsin from US or London University, Pretoria from Australia. I know, so, I was looking at the list and yeah, it's like every part of the world. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I had got the 25th one. <laughs> uh, today I have 47 by then. Yes. So when it was 25th, I went to her and she said, now I'm happy. Now oh. I can go. And amazingly, mm -hmm. that was uh, 2006, I remember she left us on 17 November 2006 and 
and and and uh, 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 that was it. But what has happened is that this was while she was alive. Mm-hmm. But I would say even when she's not alive, she has had an influence. That is amazing. I'll, I'll just yes. give you an instance because yes. it is. Mm-hmm. So when I was a director general of CSIR, mm-hmm. I was heading forty national laboratories like National Chemical Laboratory, National Physical Laboratory, mm-hmm. National Aeronautical Laboratory, etc., etc., National Institute of Oceanography. And I was DG for even and a half years. I used to be in Delhi, yes. but during the weekend I would come and spend time in my research. Yes. Uh, I never left that. And while going, I would normally carry some money in my pocket. I would give it to her. Okay. All right. We never asked her what she did with that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she left us, 17 November 2006, my daughter Shruti was organizing her sarees. Okay. And she found all that money up there oh. with a little chit. Mm-hmm. And that chit was, don't forget our roots, uh, give back to society, especially for those mm-hmm. who do science for the poor or something of that kind. I, don't remember the exact wording in the sense of that. Yeah. And that is where I created Anjali Marshakar Foundation. Mm-hmm. Now, it has had a huge impact. Yes. I'll tell you what uh, we do. Mm-hmm. It is, we created what is called the Anjani Marshakar Inclusive Innovation Award. Inclusive Innovation. Inclusive, yes. So that nobody is left behind. Yes. So my basic thesis is this, <clears throat> that making high technology work for the rich, very easy. Yes. Making low technology work for the poor, very easy. easy. But making high technology work for the poor is very difficult. Mm -hmm. So that's the first. Secondly, I'm not a great believer in best practice. When somebody says, I'm following the best practice, Mm -hmm. you're following. You're not leading. Not leading, yes. And that best practice has been created by somebody else. Yes. I want young people to think of the next practice. Yes. Not the best. Which becomes the best practice for others. You get the point. So, so these yes. are the two criteria. Yes. And we had 12 awardees who meet all these criteria. You might say, explain. How, how do you explain that? Uh, look at uh, India challenges. These are all for solving India challenges. Yes. India's women who live in rural areas, mm-hmm. in villages, there is one challenge. Uh, they Many of them die of anemia. Why do you die of anemia? Because your hemoglobin levels go subcritical. Yes. Why do they go subcritical? Why can't they be detected? Because they don't give their blood. They think it is precious. Uh, you, you get the point. Yes. So when young man Mishkin Ingawali saw that, he said, all right, don't give the blood. And he created something which you can just put around for a minute around your finger uh-huh. and you get the hemoglobin reading. Without drawing the blood. Yeah. Wow. And that is making high technology work for the poor because mm. he used photophotography, spectrophotometry, advanced software in uh, photon scattering to create that. Mm. And that costs just 5 rupees, not 50 or 100 uh, rupees and so on. Yes. You know, and instant. So you can see. Yes. But that became the best practice. Mm-hmm. But then he replaced that best practice with another next practice. And that that was was? development of a special camera where the conductive wire Uh can be tracked to reflectance photometry and you can get an estimate of your hemoglobin. 
So can you just imagine, oh. you don't have to give blood, yes. don't have to send it to a lab, don't get the report in the evening, you just look into the camera and you know what you're hemoglobin is. And now it is fading all over. This is uh, making high technology work for the poor. Let me give uh, <laughs> another example. Uh, you have uh, the challenge of uh, ECG, let us say. Yes. Villages don't have uh, mm -hmm. these medical facilities and so on and so forth. Now, what he did was that he created something uh, which is uh, a pocket size ECG, portable ECG. Mm -hmm. So you put your two thumbs uh, and, and it's half the size of a, sp a smartphone. You put your two thumbs for 15 seconds. Uh, there's a sensor which you put around your heart in a particular way mm -hmm. and you get uh, your ECG. Uh, and if you have downloaded an app called Sanket, uh, it can go to anybody's sort of mobile. Okay. What does it mean? That means if an old lady mm -hmm. gets a chest pain yeah. and she has to be taken for ECG, you don't have to put her in a bullock cart or a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Just use this. And the best doctor around, if uh, it's from Pune or Mumbai or Delhi or anywhere, can actually get it. The cost mm -hmm. is just five rupees. Breast cancer, for example. Yes. Uh, again, uh, Mihir Shah has created something. Uh, he partnered, of course, with G Life Sciences later. Mm -hmm. uh, breast cancer. Many women in India die. Yes. Because the detection has not been done early. Yeah. All right. And the process is also painful and so yeah. on and so forth. So he created something which you just move around, eye breast, mm -hmm. as it is called. Just move around mm -hmm. uh, the breast and, you know, within five minutes whether you have or not. And now he's in 20 countries. Can we believe it, basically? Because this problem exists everywhere in everywhere the world. Everywhere else. It is painful. Women are hesitant. They don't want to do it. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, you uh, look at uh, uh, sort of other issues with regard to... Uh, the health of your lung, mm -hmm. okay? Now, in order to find out what's wrong with you, you have to do x-rays, you have to do yes. spirometer. Now, spirometer costs uh, 150,000 rupees, okay? What he has done, he has, using AI, mm -hmm. uh, he has uh, created, of course, it's a sophisticated software. So you take your smartphone, mm -hmm. just cough into it, and you can detect whether you have TB, whether you are whether pneumonia, whether you are COVID, whether you are asthma, whatever. Now just yes. look at the comparison. Here is one fifty thousand rupees instrument. Yes. Here you already have a smartphone. Mm -hmm. This uh, uh, test by Sauravir uh, takes ninety minutes. This is instant. Yes. This test requires technicians mm -hmm. to interpret. This doesn't require anything at all. And finally, the cost here, when you use pyrometer, are 1500 rupees per test. Yeah. Here it is one or two rupees, that's all. Wow. You can see the difference now. And this it is, is accessible from everywhere. A, everywhere. See. And this is being now widely used for, uh, tuber because tuberculosis you know, is coming back and so on. Mm -hmm. So these three, four examples I gave, yes. basically, are just to illustrate that you can have access equality despite income inequality. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. 
because when we talk about the divide, yeah. that is the issue. Yes. You don't have access if you are poor. Yes. Secondly, you can show how uh, high technology can be made to work for the poor. Mm -hmm. Third, these are great examples of affordable excellence. Yes. Normally, we say, oh, if it is affordable, it can't be excellent. Mm -hmm. If it is excellent, it can't be affordable. But here yes, you yes, saw, yes, you know, yes. so that is the difference uh, that uh, we are uh, sort of making. That is Anjali Mahashankar Foundation. So these are but all the people working in India doing all this. And doing, yes. doing all this. Yes. And uh, uh, that's why I said my mother's influence. Yes. Had she not written that little note, I, know. I don't know whether I would have created this foundation. Yeah, you understand? And now, of course, we're holding hands with these people uh, to make sure. Of course, many of them have gone to many countries, but... Yeah. We want them to, uh, by these uh, breakthroughs, because if it is excellence and high quality, the whole world yes. would want it. Yes. Decide that if it is affordable, then uh, 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 the sort of uh, resource-poor part of the world will benefit from it. I think yes. that's the direction. That is, yes. And she was a leader. She was a visionary, right? She didn't stop that, okay, my son is doing good. She had that money and that little chit and yes. so many things. You, you summed it beautifully, yes. Yes, yes. And um, I can see like you are, you always say my best is yet to come, mm -hmm. right? And so many people are getting motivated. And that day you were asking me whether you liked, uh, whether I liked your keynote speech. So I have some notes and you had five mantras, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> so I will go one by one and talk about those mantras because all these young minds, old minds, whoever is listening, they must know about it. And mm. the first one you said was, if you knock on doors and they don't open, create your own door. Yes. Yes, right. that's very important because we get frustrated, you know? Yes. Uh, and young people in particular have little patience, mm -hmm. basically. So, uh, and each one of the mantras, as you will remember, I give per person example. So, here comes uh, the first mantra. <laughs> I remember I was teaching in England. <laughs> and uh, that time brain drain was a big issue, as you know. And Mrs. Gandhi was uh, the uh, Prime Minister at that time. Yes. And she sent uh, uh, Dr. Nayaduma, <laughs> who was then the Director General of what is called as CSIR, Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, mm -hmm. which is a chain of 40 laboratories, uh, which I chaired yes. later on, okay? Yes. Uh, and then I got a telex message from Dr. Trilak, uh, who was the director of National Chemical Laboratory, mm -hmm. saying that go and meet him in London, in Sevai Hotel, on such and such day at such and such time. He had not written in his telex as to why I should meet him. Mm -hmm. But you know, he was my guru, he was my teacher, and you listen to teacher, don't ask questions, yes. so I went. Yes. And in that brief interview, my life changed. Uh, interview in a sense, he was sent on that particular mission, saying that, don't bother about any paperwork, no bureaucracy, nothing, uh, you just offer the jobs on the spot. So he talked to me, I told him about the work, he loved it, and says, you must come back, I was 32 at that time. And I was doing very well, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, and, and yeah, yes, yeah, yes. and uh, he painted the picture of India, mm -hmm. young people coming back, mm -hmm. how it will change, and we were a poor country, yeah. uh, I'm talking about 1970s, yes. and I think from my heart, not from my head, I instantly yes. said yes. yes, and I could dare to do that also because of Vaishali, my wife, mm -hmm. she has always, like my mother, and she, there are two ladies who are responsible for what I'm, she said yes, let's go back. Nice. 
Raji, the conditions were very difficult. Mm-hmm. I came back on a salary of 2,100 rupees per month. So in uh, today's term, it will be $30. <laughs> yes. Of course, uh, <laughs> this thing has changed, but mm-hmm. just to give you an idea. But the greatest struggle was on the professional part. I was trained in rheology and non-Newtonian fluid mechanics, mm-hmm. which is dealing with complex fluids. And for doing that, uh, sort of uh, studying them, you require a very expensive equipment called Weisenberg Rheogoniometer. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. So we asked for it, and uh, uh, those days we didn't have foreign exchange. Today we talk about $600 billion. Yes. We had practically nothing, nothing. at that time. None. you know. Yeah. So every dollar was being preserved. Yes. So it would take me two years to get it because there was uh, DGTD clearance, uh, not manufactured in India, certificate and all that. Mm-hmm. So for two years that do- the door would not be opening. They were not worth long. So I said, I'm not getting that equipment, but uh, uh, what is the equipment God has gifted me? This, the brain. Three. And I went into mathematical modeling and simulation, which did not require that. At all. Okay? <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> nothing. And I'll tell you, I, uh, uh, nine, uh, in, uh, 1976 November I joined, 77 I started research, and there is this prize called SS Bhatnagar Prize, Shantisaru Bhatnagar Prize, mm-hmm. uh, which is the highest award scientists under 45 can get, by the way. It's like a mini Nobel Prize for yes. young scientists. Mm-hmm. And for that mathematical modeling and simulation, I got the Bhatnagar Prize. So what I tell young people is that if I was waiting with folded hands for two years or just kept on knocking the door and getting exhausted, nothing would nothing happen. Would, yes. I said, forget about it. I have opened my door. So that is the first lesson. Very nice. Amazing. <laughs> then, aspirations are your possibilities. Keep them high. Yes. Yeah, that's very important. You know, yes. if you aim at Everest, you will at least reach Kanchanganga, but if you think of only reaching Kanchanganga, you might end up at Hanuman Tekri or something. And if you do that, uh, you might be where you are. Yes. So I find mm-hmm. that uh, a great leader creates aspirations, Yes. basically. Uh, like uh, John Kennedy did, mm-hmm. yeah. man on the moon, and he fired the imagination of all the and see what yes. happened as well. Yeah. Huh? Man on the, the moon. moon. Four words. Yes. That's all. Yes. So that was aspiration. Mm. Basically. So here uh, we, uh, uh, when I joined National Chemical Laboratory, as uh-huh. I said, it was a poor country, and getting that, uh, I mean, uh, sort of, uh, we had progressed uh, to some extent. But what happened in uh, India? was that uh, we were import substituting, hmm. copying, okay. reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. And that we can do something new, which is ahead of the world, was not uh, sort of uh, on, you know, as far as the psychology was concerned, yeah, yeah, yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. So anytime we had a breakthrough or did something new, yeah. which was ahead of the rest of the world, yeah. when I went to industry, uh, uh, but has uh, US done it? Has Europe done it? Has, uh, if they have not done it, how can you do it? They are so, still followers. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So I uh, 
uh, on 1st uh, June 1989 mm-hmm. when I took over as the uh, uh, director I at 9 o'clock I took over at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. I address all 1100 people okay. all 1100 that does not mean that I have thought about what I'm going to say in 2 yes, hours yes I thought about 2 months but anyway <laughs> then I give them this aspirational message mm-hmm. that Indian industry is not prepared for anything like this so let's not be national chemical laboratory let be international chemical laboratory uh-huh. and then i have been doing work in polymers so uh, there was something that i had seen from general electric mm-hmm. some real breakthrough so i told them look uh, uh, in polymers we should be do research by which even a giant like general electric we should be able to license our technology to them okay mm-hmm. that's such a high aspiration so i remember one young scientist came to me at the end uh-huh. and he said sir do you realize that general electric's r&d budget is two and a half times entire india's r&d budget and i remember responding to him and saying it is not the power of budget that matters it is the power of idea that matters and since you talked about g will take on g and then what happened was uh-huh. uh, based on my modeling and simulation work i uh-huh. got some ideas of what is called as solid state polycondensation mm-hmm. you know there is this polymer called polycarbonate mm-hmm. and uh, that we use uh, very extensively you know it is impact resistance yes. transparent and so on so forth mm-hmm. and ge had the leadership in that they had 40% of world market share yeah mm-hmm. and then we got this idea on solid state polycondensation we saw that ge had not done it mm-hmm. for whatever reason so we did that and then i had changed the mantras from not publish or perish but patent publish and prosper okay. that is yes. the time india got into patenting culture yes, yes. we are way behind yeah. in in patenting and in 39 years we did not have a single patent okay, really? okay. so what we yeah. did was that uh, we did not go and publish the paper uh-huh. we first had a us patent on that okay mm. and then i remember getting invited to shenectady the general electric r&d center Uh, and i remember giving a talk and by that time what had happened was that uh, this us patent was already granted hmm. so therefore they were shocked because they are leaders and then somebody god for second comes and create something puts a flag on our territory what is going on <laughs> yeah. so they sort of fixed a meeting with the senior vice president uh, before the end uh-huh. and i told them about what we could do at ncl bright people and so on and they sent four people uh, to check whether what we're saying is right and also what we can do and uh, they came and i still remember uh, they wanted to test us out and therefore there was a project that mm-hmm. they wanted to give and they wanted me to quote okay. and i quoted at us prices oh. you, you get the point yes yes they said for this Hmm. we can buy an entire russian laboratory because they had come via russia you know okay. it was ussr was collapsing at that time so i said i don't sell by man hour i sell by brain hour oh, you, you, you okay, get my okay, point yeah. and i sent them back and amazingly they came back we had a partnership and it just grew and oh, then yeah. one day jackwish mm-hmm. when he uh, saw that we were doing so well 
he said if they are i mean uh, if they are so good why are we not there and mm-hmm. that how the jacques arendi center came up in uh, bangalore mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and uh, then others followed and today we have 1500 such arendi centers wow. doing research and lot of intellectual property mm-hmm. uh, gets generated in india yes. some companies generate even one third yes okay so the whole point is mm-hmm. aspirations are your possibilities will be international chemical laboratory mm-hmm. have think global act global act. made all that difference so that is the second mantra wow <laughs> and here i want to tell my listeners i am at loss of words but you are such an amazing storyteller and I have been doing so much research on you, but what I am getting right now—it's yeah. not there on internet. It's oh, what perfect. I wanted to hear from oh, you. You are and so kind. You are so this kind. This is this is great. I'm I feel blessed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then that brings me to the next one, which is if you focus, you can achieve anything. Become a convex lens, and it will make parallel lines meet. Yes. Convex lens leadership. Yeah. We always talk about yeah, it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a, a very important. a uh, sort of message for the entire world by the way yes, today yes yes all right and uh, the is beginning is very interesting what happened was that i told you about the challenges we had i remember mm-hmm. i studied in a municipal school in my local language uh, marathi mm-hmm. and seventh uh, standard i remember i had got some 88% marks mm-hmm. and then i had to move to secondary school and for that we required 21 rupees which is uh, one quarter of a dollar let us say yes. at today's rate and uh, we were struggling my mother could assemble that 21 rupees mm-hmm. and finally a friend of hers was uh, working uh, in south bombay chaupati mm-hmm. as a maid housemaid it was her saving and she gave it uh, to me uh, it has huge uh, Wow. sort of yes. meaning for me that mm-hmm. uh, but, but by that time admissions in good schools were closed we took mm-hmm. so much so i went to a poor school you know where poor people from <laughs> the backward communities etc would come but amazingly that poor school had rich teachers and one of them was uh, mr bhave mm-hmm. and he used to teach us all science of course yes. physics chemistry biology uh-huh. everything and he was not a great believer in chalk and talk okay he would want us to see things and learn from there hmm. all right like soap making hmm. very few people have seen soap factory but i remember when i was that young he took us there and so on. so one day he did an experiment which was very interesting hmm. he actually took us out into the sun yes he had this uh, uh, convex lens in his hand he had a piece of paper and uh, he moved that convex lens up and down and then it was the brightest of spot and he said this distance uh, between the paper and the convex lens is the focal length yes then he held it for some time and the paper burnt when the paper burnt for some reason he turned to me and he says like this if you focus hmm. you can burn anything you can achieve anything now that was the warm moment you know in all our lives we always have a warm moment yes that was the warm moment it did two things yes first you focus and achieve anything Mm-hmm. so the focus that yeah. i do is incredible i forget about everything else mm-hmm. when i'm listening. at the same time i say science is so powerful just hold a glass and 
it can burn. Yes. So I, I said I must become a scientist. That was the time I became a scientist. That is where inspirational teachers are very important. Very, by the way. Because see, so many kids are fascinated by this experiment. Yes. Right? Yes. And we all know that, okay, if we do that, there will be fire. But your the teacher message. guiding you, yes. That message. Yes. You know. And are you taking that message? Yeah, yeah. And then what happened yes. was that when I grew, <laughs> I saw more meaning in it. Hmm. I said, uh, why do we have to use uh, uh, a matchbox uh, sort of uh, uh, or matchstick to burn a paper? We are hmm. wasting. Some can do the trick. Yes. Today we talk about re renewable energy. Today we talk about solar, solar energy. energy yes. This is the basis of solar thermal. Yes, right? yes. Secondly, mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the convex lens, what mm -hmm. happens is that sun's rays are parallel. Mm -hmm. And the property of parallel lines is that they never meet. They never meet. What does uh, the convex lens do? It make them makes meet. them meet. Yes. So therefore, when I became director of National Chemical mm -hmm. Laboratory, where in organic chemistry division, organic chemistry division, biochemistry division, <laughs> division, division, division. Yes. Nobody used to talk to each other. Oh. I said nothing to him. We have to work together as a team, uh, NCL, interdisciplinary projects and so on and so forth. Then I became Director General of CSR. Mm -hmm. So we had 40 national laboratories, National Chemical Laboratory, National Physical Laboratory, etc., etc. They wouldn't talk to each other. Mm. All right. And I said nothing to him. It has to be team CSR, one CSR, uh, and multi-laboratory, multidisciplinary breakthrough projects we must do and so on. Hmm. And actually, whereas two labs were not talking to each other, by the time I left, there was one project where 19 laboratories were working together. Yeah. But most importantly, on 11 May 1998, I remember, hmm. where these 40 directors come together, hmm. and the same directors were not talking to each other, signed what is called the Bangalore Declaration, and said, India matters to us, we want to matter to India more. All right. Can you just yes. imagine the transformation that wow. we had on that day? Wow. And of course, 11 May is celebrated as a technology day mm -hmm. because on that day, CSIS, small aircraft, DRDO's missile, mm -hmm. and then the Pokhran 2, yes. uh, the nuclear test. Mm -hmm. All these uh, took place. And I remember mentioning to our Prime Minister Atalji yes. that we can call it a technology day. And he was so gracious. Instantly, he said, I know. So India celebrates two days. Yes. One is 28 February, yes. when C.V. Raman uh, uh, did that experiment which oh, got him yes. the Nobel Prize. Yes, yes. And this technology day. But that's the origin. But coming back, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, this convex lens hmm. has these multiple dimensions. And I talk about convex lens leadership in a different way today. Can you see, when we talk about parallel rays, we do meet mm -hmm. race, religion, language, we're all divided. Yes. What kind of leadership we need, which will bring it all together. Yes. Concavalence leadership takes those rays apart. Mm. It, you know, so we don't require con concavalence leaders, we yes. require convex. And that convex leadership is, has to be at a global level. Yes, and you, not just science. Uh, yes. Science, uh, uh, politics, all across, everywhere. Yes. All yes. across. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, you can see nationalism springing up. Mm -hmm. We were looking at uh, sort of uh, globalism mm. in its true sense of the way where everybody benefits yeah. and you can see uh, sort of uh, uh, what has happened and that worries me enormously yes. Uh, yes. basically we uh, sort of 
uh, have to rethink in terms of, in fact, in all management schools, etc., this should be given, convexional leadership should be given as a lesson. Yes. Honestly, yes. we desperately need that. I know, and I knew that you are so busy. Today you have to take a flight for India, mm-hmm. and all like last few days you have been continuously meeting <laughs> yes, people, sir. and I didn't want to trouble you. But see, these are the messages yeah. which they need to go to people, yes, especially yeah. all these institutes and all these organizations yeah, and yeah. colleges and young minds. So I can't even tell you how happy yeah. I am that this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. And then our next one is live by the principles. Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that is uh, true. Uh, so th- this is where this uh, turmeric story that you talked about comes in. Yes. So w- w- what happened was that, uh, uh, you know, here again, my mother comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. So uh, when I was the director of NCL, I remember sitting on a terrace mm-hmm. in the evening with my family, Vaishali was there and my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son Ame, who is also with Ame me. Ame is here with you. Yeah, right? yeah. Yes. And uh, we had, uh, uh, we were having a cup of tea and suddenly a bird came and fell. And its wing was broken. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mother going down and immediately bringing in this turmeric paste mm-hmm. and applying it. Yes. All right, to that bird. And that bird uh, sort of died in a couple of hours. And mm-hmm. Ame was feeding him water and all that. Anyway, we all cried and buried him in mm. our garden. That memory was with me. And then when I went as a director general of CSIR, mm-hmm. one day I was reading uh, uh, Times of India mm. and there was an article by N. Suresh uh, who said that the wound healing properties of turmeric were patented by United States of America, one institution. I said, my God, <laughs> my mother knew it, the wound healing property. Such an say. ancient thing. Yeah, yeah, ancient, right ancient. Do, and and that's like a default action we do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what happened again, as I said, I think from my heart, not from head. So that evening mm-hmm. uh, in National Physical Laboratory, I was giving Hussein Zahir Memorial Talk. Okay. And after my talk, I declared mm-hmm. that this has happened and I'm going to fight it. Now, that was quite dangerous. The reason is, mm-hmm. as Director General of CSIR, I had all the freedom in the world. But as Secretary to Government of India, I had no freedom. Ah, no freedom uh-huh. because I yes. had to check with Minister, uh-huh. get his approval and so yes, on. Yes. But you know, that was a prashne. It's that a matter of principle. <laughs> I said, wrong is wrong and I have to fight it. Wonderful. All right. And then there is a, uh, I got a break also because uh, World Intellectual Property Organization yeah. in Geneva has 176 nations and I became the chairman of the one standing committee that they had. Uh, I was there for two and a half years and when this wrong pattern uh, of uh, turmeric was uh, I raised a question. I said, uh, look, the knowledge, because they didn't recognize traditional knowledge as knowledge. Mm. So I challenged them. I said, knowledge generated in uh, Stanford, Caltech, Princeton, Cambridge is knowledge and knowledge generated by my predecessors in laboratories of life yes. is not knowledge, how can? Mm. So we made a fundamental uh, challenge there was uh, put into a sort of a policy change. They created an international pattern classification uh, system 
uh, a five-member committee with India, China, Japan, US, and you know, and whereas there was zero subgroup on traditional knowledge, there were some 200 plus subgroups that were created, recognizing traditional knowledge as knowledge. That was the first time. The uh, second important thing that happened. So one is this at a yes. broader level. Yes. At a more specific level, what happened was mm -hmm. uh, I became f friends with everybody and the U.S. Patent Office also. Yes. Wonderful people were there, mm -hmm. and I came to Washington. Okay. Because turmeric was not the only wrong patent. There were so many, hundreds of them. So I yes. took a sample of ten. I had the Sanskrit text. Huh. I took the made the English translation huh. and I had the patent that they had granted. So I sat with them and showed patent after patent how this is what you thought was new but this is what my ancestors had done uh, and so on. Mm -hmm. I showed them. Then they took me, they were very nice. They took me around and showed how we find uh, sort of do patents uh, We said when your turmeric wounding uh, patent came uh, we sat our sort of database and put turmeric, wundling, powder, saw the screen was blank. Mm. Because whatever you knew was in your ancient books or somewhere or yes. uh, was uh, in your own head. We had no access to your head. We had no access to it. That is where I went back and created what is called a traditional knowledge digital library. Today it has 30 million pages. And that is made accessible through the patent classification system. And what has happened is that now we have signed agreements with 17 patent offices, including US. Yes. You know, in fact, uh, when uh, Dr. Manmohan Singh was to meet President Obama, <laughs> I remember the earlier day, there was an agreement signed between USPTO and uh, uh, our uh, patent office that any time there is a patent on traditional knowledge, they will refer to this. So what has now happened is that yes. giving wrong patent is no more the case hmm. because any time the patent comes, they access this database and find whether mm. it is there or not. Yes. All right. I must it's say it's already there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. See, I must say also that there is a lot of misunderstanding. Hmm. Unnecessarily blaming the U.S. for biopiracy in this particular case was wrong. Hmm. Simply because they did not have uh, the data, and now we have it in the sort of data form. Mm -hmm. So I want to also use this forum to say that many times you should deep dive and see. You know, it is very fashionable uh, that activists, uh, activists, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. not the case. You know. So yeah. were they reluctant, or they were? Uh, Sorry. Uh, they were reluctant about this, or they accepted it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. they use it, and yeah, in fact, yeah. no wrong patterns are being given. Yes. Not only that. No, now it's a norm, but those times. Yes. Those times, uh, yes. those times, because the poor fellows uh, didn't mm. have yes, sort yes. of knowledge. No. Yeah. Basmati was a different one. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Basmati, this Texas company took uh, this thing and called it Texmati. That uh, could have hurt us financially. Yes. Uh, because uh, we export a lot of Basmati. Yes. Yes. And the matter is that any product uh, that is similar in quality, this etc., you can't. Uh, uh, actually produce or sale or market and all that. Uh, so I again fought that mm -hmm. and uh, we showed as a matter of fact what they claim as new was not new. We already sort of had it. But it was a little tougher battle. Mm -hmm. For example, one of their claim was, uh, you know, we take uh, the, like the aroma, 
Mm. We say, yeah, it smells basmati rice. That's how the name comes. Yeah, right? but we never basmati. thought about what that aroma is. <laughs> they had thought, and they found it is two acetyl, one vinyl pyrrolidone, <laughs> and they had shown the range between hundred to hundred fifty parts per billion, and we had to prove that our strains had that. So it was not as easy as yes. the turmeric battle. Turmeric was very easy. But this, this was, was the more complex. Yeah. But uh, sort of it's a but it's all past. Now we have this nice screen, uh, which is you. So I give the credit to that bird who died. Oh, I know. That reminds me of Gautam Buddha's story also. Uh, yeah, yeah, How sad he was seeing yeah, the yeah, bird yeah, die yeah, and yeah. same with you. Right? Yeah, and again to my mother. <laughs> yes. Because she was the one who ran down. Yes. I, in fact, asked her, by the way, hmm. uh, during dinner. I said, uh, you know, this uh, uh, turmeric uh, is used for wound healing in human beings. How do you think that it is uh, applicable to uh, even a bird? A bird? Yeah. She said, to me, all living beings are the oh, same. Amazing. We, uh, trees, yes. this, that and the other. Can you see an uneducated woman having a wisdom like that? But again, I yes. give credit to her. No, amazing. And we thank her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the last one. Yeah. I was most fascinated with this. Yeah. There is no limit to human imagination except the limit you put on yourself. No matter what you achieve in life, the best is yet to come. Yes, you yes. also think that for yourself? Yes, yes. That's a, that's a very important message. I'll tell you why. Hmm. Uh, you know, I became fellow of Royal Society. Hmm. If, uh, in 363 years, hmm. uh, there are only three engineering scientists who have become fellows of Royal Society. It's a very high honor yes. after Nobel Prize. Yes among the many honors it is considered, mm -hmm. that and U.S. National Academy of Science. Yes, yes. I got both. Mm -hmm. Now, FRS, actually, you sign in the same book that Newton has signed. Yes, yeah. yes, I follow you on Twitter yeah, yeah, and yeah, I have yeah. seen yeah. that and, post. And, and, and in the same way, you know, yes. with the ink and the ink pot and oh, etc. Yes. and so on and so forth. So mm -hmm. it's a great honor. Yeah. And only three, engineering scientists, 363 years is not a joke. So, Professor C.N.R. Rao, mm -hmm. Uh, who is one of the greatest scientists India has ever produced mm -hmm. and accepting Nobel Prize he has been honored with uh, everything. Mm -hmm. You talk about me getting 47 honorary doctorates, yes. he has 67. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, but he's, he's my guru uh, mm -hmm. and so on. And uh, when I got this I called him <laughs> and said, sir, I, I thought he would jump with joy. He was cool, he said, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got disappointed. Yeah. Then I became fellow of uh, this American Academy of Arts and Science, huh. which was established in 1780 by uh, George Washington and Benjamin Franklin. Mm. And great people like uh, Winston Churchill, Charles Darwin, Einstein, etc. <laughs> have become members. And only seven Indians have become members of that. Uh, all right. Mm. So, I thought now he will be sort of impressed. So I called him. Hmm. Once again, the response was not bad. <laughs> then uh, I said that seventh and third, etc. doesn't work. Hmm. Then U.S. National Academy of Inventors, I was the first one from India, India yes. uh, to become. Yes. I said, sir, once again, not bad. Then I got upset. I said, sir, what do I have to do to impress you? So he said, you know, my name is Raghunath Mashirka, formal, but hmm. people close to me call me Ramesh. So he said, Ramesh, let me tell you something. You are climbing on a ladder of excellence, which has no limit. 
accepting the limit that you put on yourself. Mm. What does it mean? If you translate it, it means no matter what you achieve, you have to say my best is yet to come. Yes. So my message to young students and many of them will be listening. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter whether you are, uh, let's say, uh, 18 or 28 or 48 or 68 or 88. Hmm. Every day in the morning, yes. you get up. And before beginning the day, you say, my best is yet to come. And today is going to be the day it is going to come. Even at 88, you, you have to say that. Yes. And you can... Just imagine it is not just for yourself. Yes. My best, not for myself, but for my society, for nation, for, my for community, global good. Yes. Yeah, you know, yes. how the world will be transformed. You can see that. Sweet. So that is my fifth Mashilkar Mantra. Very, very nice. And sir, even even one percent of my listeners get motivated and do something for the community for themselves. I will think that our talk is yeah. successful. And when you talk about this fifth thing, I just want to elaborate and ask you that uh, people nowadays, they talk about peer pressure, getting overwhelmed. Even for me, like coming to this interview, you will oh, not God. believe me. I was so stressed, oh, right? God. But when I see you, you have been tirelessly meeting people, inspiring them. And even at that summit, I saw you waving at everyone, smiling, talking, and still wanting to do more. How do we get that... Like that energy, that yeah. inspiration, like, please guide us. Yeah, you know, uh, there is a simple mantra I like to give to the listeners. <laughs> Always do what you enjoy yes. and enjoy what you do. Hmm. All right. The moment you stop one of these, yes. then life becomes a misery. Then you get old. Yes. I don't feel 81. I feel like 18, to be honest. All right. And that is because uh, giving back is something that is so precious and the joy that you get out of giving back is enormous if you have contributed mm. to doing good yes yes there is no substitute no greater pleasure no greater achievement than doing good until the last day of my life till I breathe I like to do good yes yes and we Wish you all the luck and our bless, like all our uh, kamna, good wishes, best wishes are with you, sir. And like some little things I wanted to know personally, we all get inspired by you. Who is your inspiration? Of course, your mother was a yeah, big yeah, pillar. Yeah, and, yeah. my mother, huh? uh, Professor Sharma, my <laughs> PhD uh, guy was uh, my inspirator. <laughs> Professor Sena Rao, as I said, I mean, <laughs> it's incredible, uh, you know. Uh, I would say uh, they are my teachers, but uh, I sort of get inspired, but it's not like one person who inspires yes, you. Yes. There is something in everyone mm -hmm. that inspires you. Yes. Uh, you. You get my point. And yes. for that, you require a keen eye, yes. keen ear, mm -hmm. you know, the ability to sort of uh, listen, you know. And inspiration is one where you say, oh my God, and your energy levels go up, your desire to deliver go up, etc. Even in this trip, for example, I learned so much. Yes. You know, young people, 20 yeah, years, yeah. I mean, you just listen to them and suddenly they say something, oh my God, <laughs> why don't I use that? So yes, personally speaking, there have been influences 
of uh, my mother, my gurus, etc. Uh -huh. But everyone is a guru. A book inspires me. Yes. For example, in Marathi we say, uh, uh, Granthahas Guru. Granthahas Guru. Uh, so, oh. so, so like that. Uh -huh. I think the idea of inspiration uh, it has to be much uh, interpreted in a much wider way as a matter of fact. And you always get inspired. You work so hard and always you are thinking about something big. Hmm. But other than that, uh, I see you posting all the time about cricket and music. Yeah. So what do you like in music? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not just a fan of cricket. I'm uh, fanatic about cricket. <laughs> yes. I yeah. saw your picture with Sunil Gavaskar. Yeah, yeah. So Sunil, yeah, Sunil said uh, mine was a very uh, interesting. Again, you talked about uh, uh, inspiring and getting Yes, back. yes. Sunil Gavaskar is my inspiration. I'll hmm. tell you what happened. Hmm. So one day, Nandu Natekar, who is a... Uh, world champion, I mean, he, uh, yes. great champion on, uh, 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 himself in badminton. Yes. Uh, Sunil Gavaskar, of course, great <laughs> in cricket. And I had <laughs> a dinner together. Yes. And then we were exchanging notes, you know, uh, because each one of us had done something nice in life. Uh, how did we get there and so on. Sunil was so inspirational, you know. Sunil, when he was just 21, <laughs> Uh, while playing against West Indies, mm -hmm. he made some 764 runs, which stands as a record even today in the test. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was asking him because th those days only radios were there. Yes. As you know, we could see t TV and so on. Yeah. So we used to listen to the commentary and all that. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, what is the secret? So he told me something which again the audience should take away. Uh, the... Uh, uh, he said that the West Indian bowlers, fast bowlers, huh. you know, they were huge and they used to come and bowl at great speed. Huh. And uh, as you know, Sunil was diminutive. <laughs> yes, so, yes. <laughs> five feet, just five feet yes. plus and so on. And he said when they bowled a ball, huh. actually, they would beat me, let us say. Okay? Yeah. And when I was beaten, huh. the whole stadium will go, ah, and... Hmm. I was a defeated person at the moment. Yes. Right? He said when I used to take huh. a stance for the next ball, huh. I would say to myself, this is my first ball. Hmm. All right? Yes. He would just wipe off the memories of the previous ball. Okay? Yes. And that is a great message because in life, as you can see, we get bogged down. We get held up because we keep on looking at our past. I think that statement that somebody has made, hmm. I only think of the future because that is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Wonderful. Is a profound wow. one. Very precious, yes. So that's what yes. Sunil, that's what I was saying, that from mm -hmm. each one of them, yes. you pick up something. In yes. fact, Sunil and I met recently because both of us were felicitated by uh, uh, Rotary. <laughs> there was a sort of a global some function. Yes. And we were recalling those moments actually. I, I adore him. Yeah. I know. And as you said, every day is a new beginning. Yes. yes. Right? And uh, yeah, for me also, truly speaking, this is a new beginning. And this is not an interview, sir. This is like a message going to so many people. And how would I thank you? They say, right, uh, 
देवाला गुरुला आईला तुम्ही थँक्यू नाही म्हणत बस तुम्ही त्यांचे पाय धरता त्यांना नमस्कार करता अँड यू जस्ट प्रॉमिस दॅम दॅट यू विल टेक दॅर टीचिंग फॉरवर्ड अँड यू विल डू समथिंग दॅट विल मेक दॅम प्राऊड सो आय विल जस्ट डू दॅट अँड आय वॉन्टेड टू सेव वन लाईन फ्रॉम हनुमान चालिसा देर इज दिस लाईन रामदूत अतुलित बलधामा अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुतामा सो फॉर मी दॅट हनुमंत अंजनी सूत अँड यू अंजनी सूत अँड हाव धन्यती माऊली द वे शी इन्स्पायर्ड यू अँड द वे यू टूक इट फॉरवर्ड अँड ईच ऑफ अ सर वी आर वी आर सो इन्स्पायर्ड अँड आय एम नॉट सेंग इट टुडे लाईक सिन्स वी हॅव बिन लाईक times of india all the newspapers tv channels we would see you with all your pictures mm. and just every single day you are doing something new something big bigger and biggest and you. as you said best is yet to come for us this is the best but i know you are going to keep this journey yeah. forever and agdi haat jodun mi tumhala manapurvak tumcha abhinandan karte khup khup aashirwad magte ki तुमचं आणि आम्हा सगळ्यांचं असंच म्हणजे हे जे जे आपण बोललो इन्स्पिरेशन इट शुड जस्ट थँक्यू 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 सो मच थँक्यू 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 सो मच थँक्यू